from a from a moral standpoint, from a I guess cultural standpoint, from a racial standpoint. Um, I don't think that the the issue is more about you know a race war. I think it's a cultural war. I think it's an ideological ideological war. Um, there are many that are on you know I guess the right you know conservative Republican side that are black, white, Hispanic, you know Asian that are just tired of the nonsense. Welcome to Acts Two and Forty Two. Real discussions, real opinions, real stories and testimonies, real church talk. Welcome to Acts 2 and 42. Connecting audio. Paul, what's going on, man? I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm good. My <laughs> man Keith. What's up, man? You've been uh, lighting up the comments, have you? I'm glad you finally got on here. Oh, definitely, man. Hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta make sure I get off the, uh, get off the YouTube portion because oh, I right, right. <laughs> mix it up real quick. But so I mean, good. Me... How you been? I thought you were on like some sort of sabbatical with uh, Facebook. I was. I was. Long, I was. For a long time, I'm like, where my man Keith at? Right. <laughs> I was concerned <laughs> right. about you, brother. I was concerned about you. Man, um, I was I was saying earlier when we started this off that um, not just, you know, social media, but even the podcast that we do and the YouTube channel, um, I left social media for like two months now. And like, other, you know, in this day and age, you got to get on occasionally to, to get something, you know. Right, right. Um, but other than that, man, I would I would see the feed and automatically like, no, nah, I got to get away from it. So yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Hello, Sheree. What's up, T? How you doing, man? What's up, brother? Are you are, are you are you the the uh, uh, T sock from Facebook? Yeah, that's the gentleman that I know from years ago. Only yeah. it's been endlessly or the famous. Right, yeah, right, it's been right, a while, right. brother. Yeah, God bless you, brother. It's been a while. Glad to glad you to too, see man. your face and uh, glad to be a part of this uh, this uh, podcast, man. Glad to be a part of this podcast. Is that the lovely wife? Yes. Yeah. How you doing, yep. Sheree? God yep, bless Sheree. you. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I joke, I joke around with her all the time. Everyone reads her name and says Sharia. Yeah, okay. So. <laughs> well, you my wife correct though. You got Davin correct. So that that's that's Davin. I give you you get kudos for that. So I'm gonna let my wife know that uh I, so she won't give you no demerits. I think I got a complex. <laughs> I'm always worried about butchering somebody's <laughs> name, you know. So but I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, that's no, cool. Yeah, no problem, brother. Ebony, uh, or, uh, uh, T, Ebony said, what's up in the comments? What's happening? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ebony said, what's up in the comments? Um, so, you know, Paul, since you're the guest, um, I I'll just go ahead and ask you, um, would there ever be a Democratic candidate that would get your vote? Uh, um, are we talking based on platform or... Locally or federally, you, you tell me. You tell me. Okay, you, so you tell me. To be honest, I I cannot see myself ever voting for Democrat with the knowledge that I have now, unless there were a few things that they radically changed. Number one, when we talk about religious freedom, we talk about abortion, we deal with you know Second Amendment rights. Um, I think those are three. Three, just three, three core principles that I have. That that if you're against that, I, ca I can't rock with you. You right. know, um, the the Democratic Party for the last couple of years have they've gone so far to the left. They're like in the woods somewhere, with their with their views, 
you know, the cancel culture, the, 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 I mean, I'm from New York. So for me to see, you know, the current governor sign a bill or executive order or pass legislation last year, two years ago, where they say that, you know, it's okay for you to abort your child up until ninth, the ninth month. Like, I struggle with that from a, uh, <laughs> just from a, not even from a Christian standpoint, but just from a, a moral standpoint, even if I was not in Christ. Human. So struggle, like, wait, how, how do you, how do you, like, how do you just, you know, rationalize killing a child, mm-hmm. not only at six months, but up until like five minutes before they're about to give birth, like to come out the womb. Like, how do you, right. how do you, how do you legislate that? And then cheer it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like they just said it, but they were actually clapping in their chamber like it was a good thing. Like, yeah. come on, man. Right. So when I, so for me, you know, like the liberals, Democrats, like I, there's, there's no way. Now in Louisiana, you have your blue, you know, your blue dog Democrats, they pro-life, they pro-gun, you know, they just have, you know, more socially, you know, um, you know, they're more social when it comes to their uh, policies. And I, and, and maybe I could, I could flow with that, mm-hmm. you know, but as far as the, the current platform, the current ways now, there's just no way. I just, you know, and, and we, we can keep it a hundred, right? We're going to keep it a hundred. I just don't see how, for real, I don't see how a Christian in 2020, doesn't matter the color of your skin, doesn't matter your pigmentation, how, how a Bible-believing, God-fearing, Holy Ghost-filled, fire-baptized, you know, uh, uh, you know theologically, theologically sound believer who is waiting for the return of Jesus or who is living the life of Christ could actually knowingly, knowingly, support a party that has a platform that removes God, supports abortion, and is making everything, every every immoral act under the sun a part of their legislation. Like, I, I, I struggle with that. And so when I'm on Facebook and I'm, and you know, you probably get on my page and you probably see the, you know, the fire, you know, that. that comes down, man, it's crazy, you know, but when I see Christians supporting that, I just, I get turned for a loop. I'll give an example. I was in New Orleans uh, um, about a month ago. I had to go for, uh, and the reason why I bought the property tax thing, because I'm into, I'm into property tax. You know, I deal with, uh, uh, you know, co- you know, I'm a consultant for property, uh, to, you know, property, um, personal property. Gotcha. So I was, in, I was in New Orleans for a, um, a hearing, and I was at the hotel, and I got a phone call from a brother. He's a bishop. He's out there. He's out in Ohio. Good friend of mine. I, I, I respect him. You know, uh, uh, I kind of, you know, we're the same age, but when I was in Christ and he was in Christ, I kind of looked up to him because he represented, you know, just how I thought that a Christian should reflect, you know, in his day-to-day life, you know? So, but my man called me up, Keith, and was like, yo, yo, bro, what's going on with, you? What's going on with your man? So I'm like, I just woke up, you know what I mean? I'm getting the crust up my eyes, you know what I mean? I'm like, my man, what you talking about? Oh, what's going on with your, your man Trump? I said, what about him? And then he brought up some, uh, uh, some, some, something that happened um, about the coronavirus, and, mm-hmm. and and you heard about it, about how they said, uh, you know, he knew how deadly it was, but he wanted to, you know, kind of keep it under. You know, we could go into that as well with that whole thing, but you know, so I saw, you know, so I responded to him, and we go into a conversation, and then he says to me, 
that the reason why he voted Democrat, he's been voting Democrat because he says whenever when he was young, every time there was a Democrat in office, his family ate. And I said, okay, I can, I can respect that. Okay, that's what you say. And he said, uh, you know, not only that, but, you know, I look, you know, from Clinton, you know, because he was a former cop, you know, um, mm-hmm. an NYPD cop, okay. you know, Clinton, you know, when we were Republicans, we, I was struggling. But when I got, we got Clinton, man, I was getting this, I was getting that, and I was doing well. Even when we had Obama, you know, my wife and I, we were making so much and so much cake, you know, thousands and all that stuff. So I said, all right, I, I get you, I get you. But I think that when I hear what you're saying from an economic standpoint, and even with the economic standpoint, you know, you really have to look locally more than federally. So if you're in New York, by the way, in the 90s, it was Giuliani, who was the, uh, the mayor <laughs> of New York City, who was a Republican, who I didn't like, you know what I'm saying? But when I look back now, I'm like, yo, this guy was a G. He really held it down and, and brought New York, New York City out of the pits, the cesspool that was in. Because anybody knows New York was, was the worst in the 80s and the 70s. It was, it was not, a, like I'm from Staten Island. So whenever my parents said we had to go to the city, which is Manhattan, it was said with dread. Like, oh, we gotta go to the city. Because that's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's how the crime, the assaults, the murder, the rape, the gangs, all it was just, it was a bad place to be in living in New York at that time. So Giuliani comes in, in in the 90s and he cleans all that up. NYPD get more, you know, more cops. He starts getting more bumps in his pay as a cop. So I told him, I said, yeah, you gotta, you gotta connect the dots with Giuliani. You can't go to Clinton on that. You know, right, that was your right, man Jules right. on that. That was your man Jules. So, so, so as we're talking, you know, we go into the, and you know, I don't want to take up too much of your time because I want to have this dialogue. Are you good? Yeah. As we, as we're talking, you know, I come to him, I said, bro, like as a, as a, as a, as a man of God, as a leader, as someone who supports biblical values and I've heard you preach, I've been to your church and we've, we've, we've fellowship, we've done conference calls and all that stuff. You hold a strict biblical view. You don't waver. So I'm, I'm trying to see how do you, you know, compartmentalize mm-hmm. your biblical Christian character and your lifestyle right. with how you vote in the elect- electorate, in, in the political right. scene. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I can't. So I brought up the whole abortion issue. It's like, well, you know, as a leader, you know, we can't tell people what, they, what to do and all that good stuff. I said, true that, but time out. <laughs> time out. We're, not, we're not telling them what to do. We're showing them what the Bible says, right? And 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 if and if a believer in Christ cannot defend the most vulnerable, then how can we defend those who may be justified in their in their, um in, in getting the right justice they, they need to deserve? Because as intercessors, as people who have passion, forgiveness, and mercy, and all that stuff, because Christ gave it to us, if you look at a, a, a woman in the womb and say that child is not worthy of your, your prayer, is worthy of life, then how do we justify justify anything else? The moment the, the moment the, the most vulnerable becomes sub, the moment life becomes subjective, everything else falls apart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when it's subjective, like, okay, well, you know, that's you know, you know, you know, it's pro-choice, so she has a right. So okay, that's true. But as a Bible believer, what do you believe? And who do you support? And who should you support in the political arena when it comes to those principles? If you're going to say, well, pro-choice and all that, and I'm going to just, so I'm going to, I want to make more money. I want, so I'm going to vote for the left who egregiously 
-hmm. supports all those things. How can I look at you with the respect? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and 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 I'm keeping it a stack. Like this yep. is the reality. You know what I mean? We we've we've come to a point where Christians can't be playing the fence. Right. We can't, we, we've got to, you know, for Christ we live, for Christ we die. You know what I'm saying? We stand yeah. upon the rock of ages. You so know, so so if, so if it's if it's you know if it's not if it's not biblical, right? You know what I'm saying? Then we gotta like I'm I'm not seeing that. I don't care how good you look, and it's it's and it's the same way in our churches. If I if our pastors start preaching doctrine that's false, mm -hmm. we have a right to confront our pastors, our leaders, mm -hmm. and all those. And, and 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 if they continue with the false doctrine, an obligation, an obligation. It's an obligation. Thank you, brother. It's right. an obligation. <clears throat> it's a duty. It's a duty. So now the, if we the have, Bible says rebuke not an elder, mm -hmm. but they see they stop there and it said accept it be at the mouth of two or three witnesses. Exactly. So just exactly. and that's honestly that's the biblical standard for anyone. For anyone. <laughs> so right. yeah. um, but it doesn't mean you can't you know correct or rebuke. You do it out of love and you honor and respect those people. Right. Um, but if they are in error, and I like you know, I'm not a huge fan of of Lincoln. I think it was a mixture of good and bad but um nonetheless but good quote is you know when a man's you know in the truth i stand with the man when the man leaves the truth i leave the man yeah, yeah. and it's not a biblical thing but yeah. you know i think it definitely ref reflects biblical principle um right. that we're on the side of of christ we're on the side right. of truth and righteousness and you know I, I like you said you know keeping in the stack keeping in honor and just saying look and that's been my whole thing is i'm not wanting to to throw shade not wanting to disrespect i try to invite um people that may be more liberal more uh, vote vote democrat vote for biden or whatever it is um to hear their idea not to challenge it but to hear them you know and like all right so here's what challenges me as a christian you know here's not blue dog, not um, classic liberal, you know, mm -hmm. kind of in the middle, but, you know, some 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 more social policies, like you said. Um, but the party that has brought us, you know, the things that are most ungodly and like you said, you know, not defending the most innocent, the most, you know, the, the child in the womb. Um, how do you reconcile that? You know, not no shade, but how do you do that? And then so then that's where I come from with the question that not that Republicans um have it all together you know right. but how could we how could you vote democrat or could you that's why i asked the question could you vote democrat um the only thing i could say is if if for me and sheree you know i'll get you and t to weigh in is if it was um for those that are familiar with uh tulsi gabber I like some of the things she says. I think I think she's a genuine person. I think she's a genuine yeah. person, and I think that she's got the right idea. And she sees the problem with Washington. She's a Democrat, um, but she sees the problem with Washington and the Democratic Party. Um, but I like a few things. But if it was like someone like her, and I knew there was like a Joe Biden Republican that was just as corrupt and just as you know um, detrimental, then I would then it would be a tough choice, but it would you know I'm just trying not to be too dogmatic about it, mm -hmm. but but it is hard to say if it if it goes with all these other things that that completely go against scripture. I don't know if I can vote for it. I just wouldn't vote for either one. I just couldn't do it. You know, yeah. um, there's there is no option. There's no reasonable option. But um, you know, Sheree and T. I mean, anything anything different from you guys? I'm I'm pretty much I'm a mix between you and Paul. Um, I do I definitely see where there, there could be a circumstance where the individual who is, quote, Democrat, 
you know, actually lines themselves up more with what I believe. Um, I don't think that the party would allow them to get that far, though. You know, uh, so I do think there's cases where I could support a Democrat, but I don't think they would be, I don't think they would get far enough to get voted in. Um, and there are times where I think that, I think Trump's an anomaly because he's he's not your average Republican. Um, there are a lot of times where I thought Republicans have been just as crooked, you know, outside of Ron Paul, which is the guy. Um, he's not a Republican. I do wanna... right. nah, he's really a libertarian. He's a libertarian. He's a libertarian. Okay, got you, got you, yeah, yeah. got you. He did, he did, he did run as Republican, right? Yeah. I th- I th- yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Because libertarians get the love. Libertarians get the love. Right, right. He had, that was his only <laughs> option, but by nature, he's libertarian. Right. Yeah. Okay, got you. Um, and I do want to point out something that Paul stated, you know, uh, just kind of um, like to boot. Um, I, I definitely agree with if if you can't support the weakest, you know, the most vulnerable, um, and if you condemn them, then the guilty are sh- certainly sure to follow. You know, they, they're definitely right behind. And man, once you take a child's life and give that no value, uh, you make that subjective, then everything else mm-hmm. falls behind. You know, it's like, um, oh God. Oh man, I swear it's uh, Nietzsche, you know, that that said God is dead. Um, and the reference, was, the reference was actually to, you know, us killing God and us making our own belly, our own desires, our own, making our God subject, you know, to our feelings. And that's where it's at right now. Um, and I think that's where the Democratic Party is. Um, everything is subjective, you know, and it's, when, when you're, when everything, when there's no absolute, when there's right. nothing I can point to, when there's nothing right. objective, you know, we can all point to and say, okay, this is wrong no matter who's doing it. Then I really can't support you because I have that, you know, that position as both, whether I'm Christian or before I was Christian, there were still certain things that were just wrong, you know. Um, but if you don't, if you don't have that as part of your platform, if there's nothing objective, you know, um, and then, even with that, like Paul mentioned, you know, the, the, the religious freedoms, um, you know, you protecting the innocent. Um, uh, and just, you know, being willing to stand for what's right, not stand for what's expedient. If that's it's not popular. part of your platform. Yeah, exactly. You know, if, if you don't, if you can't do that, then honestly, outside of just being Christian, I can't rock with you because you have, you have no spine, right. you know, you can't shift with the wind. Um, yeah. And when the crowd says, oh, we don't like that, y'all change your tune, you know? So I don't think, we think for those... We think being Christian means that we have to be perceived as a nice person, like by, by society standards, we'll say. Yeah. Like that, that, that's not a very loving thing to do. That's not a yeah. very loving thing to say. And you, it's because you have this um, complete, complete misunderstanding as far mm-hmm. as who the man Christ was yeah. and what his followers were to be. And to stand for, you know. So, T, sorry, not to, you know. That's good. Um, I do. I did want to throw something to Paul though, because he had mentioned um, how you know he didn't. He doesn't understand how um, a Christian can vote Democrat. And bro, like, they watched the Lord heal among them, and the Lord heals him among them, and they were still moved to crucify him. <laughs> true, true. You know, true, and true. That, that blows my mind. True. But considering that also helps me to understand how. It helps me understand why, except the Lord keep you, 
you know, except the Lord um, takes off the blinders, except the, the spirit is with you, then, man, there, there are many of us that could be deceived as well, um, that could be provoked, you know, to the, to, against our own self-interest. Um, man, I see Christians now who literally advocate for open homosexuals and, and, you know, um, not, not open homosexuals in the congregation, but excusing the lifestyle in itself. So it's not even like you're accepting someone in and, and trying to label with them, you know, against that. You're literally saying it's all good. Don't sweat it. The Lord doesn't judge you. So I won't like, well, hold on now you're walking that person into hell and you're doing it with the best intentions. You know, you want them to feel loved. And I think that's why a lot of Christians um, vote Democrat because it's, it seems more loving. And Keith, we've talked about it before. Not many people as I have, as you have, as clearly, you know, Paul has um, and as Sheree has, not many people think through their positions. They don't give the time and diligence to considering what they support and to considering the um, the effects of what they support, especially when it's detrimental. We only think about the good that can come from it. You know, everybody's fed and see the Lord fed the hungry. And it's like, yeah, but the Lord didn't take from someone didn't want to give in order to feed the hungry. Right. You know, he just re- walk up to a man and say, give me your fish, you know, so I can feed this other man over here, even though you worked for it. You know, he said, give Caesar's with Caesar's. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the day, um, I think that's why a lot of Christians, or that's why any Christian, excuse me, um, can could vote for Democrat. One, they've they have a a very distorted image of Christ, you know, of um, the Christian walk. There are a lot of things we didn't realize. So we started researching, you know, early church history and the the early the early church, you know, um, some of the church fathers. Um, there there are a lot of there are a lot of things that that are missing and when you look at christianity today a lot of it's prosperity teaching is is don't judge you know that's that's all matthew says is judge not you know they 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 read judge not and they'll they'll quote that all day long and forget the rest of the scripture you know they forget that paul said well look if we shall judge angels are we not able to judge things pertaining you know to this life are we not able to judge between our brothers Mm -hmm. um but Nonetheless, uh, they have this utopian, this very touchy-feely view of both who God is and what the faith is. So we I, have... I, okay. go, go ahead, Paul. Yeah, I do want to say that to follow up with, 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 with T, uh, just to clarify, um, that's why I said uh, for the believer that knows, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Okay, got gotcha. you. Not, not the one that's, that doesn't know, but the one mm-hmm. that is now made, made fully aware of the information that's been presented to them. So, and yeah. they know what this platform or this party um, is, is endorsing and supporting and, and, and basically evangelizing, you know, yeah. when you, when you realize that that, you know, that's what they're about, you know, then that's why I said, how do you reconcile? Like, like, like you said, how do you reconcile voting for that party? You know, a party that has a platform that contradicts your biblical worldview yeah. Almost every, almost on every <laughs> point. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no excuse for that one, brother. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, 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 and that's why when I when I do speak with believers who happen to be and 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 you said something earlier, like a few seconds ago, that a, a lot of what we have in the in I guess the, the church today, um, 
because everybody in the church is not in the part of the body of Christ. A lot of what we have in the church today are, are people who are just carnal mm. uh, and fleshly in, in all aspects. So it's just about the feel good. It's about, man, going to church, getting a shout, I mean, get a little break dance, getting a nice little, you know, little, you know, sugar, sugar coated word. And then they leave and say, man, I had, we had church today. I'm full. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Knowing that leaving you a special diabetic. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, 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 so people are not, so we have a, 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 a that are biblically ignorant and that are just really into their feelings. So for me, when I present them the truth, like this is what the, so this is what the platform is. This is what, and this is what the Bible says. And for those that know the Bible, how do you justify water prices? You know, for too long, you know, like what, 50 years at least, you know what I'm saying? Like the black community has been supporting Democrat, the Democratic Party to our own disadvantage, to our own disenfranchisement, you know, for, for years. It's, it's been a part of the welfare, you know, uh, you know, the high levels of fatherlessness in our, in our, in our communities, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, single parent homes, you know, the welfare state, you know what I mean? Even with this whole with the abortion thing, like, what was it? I think someone said 80% or 75% of all abortion clinics are in lower income right. communities. Right. communities. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and blacks, they don't blacks. care who Margaret Sanger was. They don't, they don't care what her agenda they was. Care. They don't care. <laughs> that it's don't. not just it's not just a coincidence. You can say, oh yeah, well, maybe, maybe she was racist. Maybe it yeah. was um a plan to, you know, um depopulate or or you know commit right. genocide on, on a people. Um, mm -hmm. but it's just a coincidence that it's right there in their neighborhoods. Yeah, their neighborhoods. Right. Yes. You know, that's a coincidence though. We're just gonna I'm telling ignore you. that. For, yeah. and, 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 it, and it's amazing that Margaret, so Planned Parenthood called out Margaret Sanger and said, yeah, she was a racist. This, her vision mm -hmm. was eugenics. Mm -hmm. Her vision, her goal, her purpose in life was to exterminate any people group that did not have, share her pigmentation. Right. But if you'd like, you can make an appointment and we'll will help you yeah, out. You can come on. Exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? right. and, and, and when I and so when I hear that and then I, I hear people still overlook that, like, nah, that's all right. It reminds me of that of, uh, in the scripture where uh, uh, with uh, uh, a man in the Bible and, and when I when I when I say his name or when I mention the story, you're gonna know very well. There was a woman in the Bible that he fell in love with, and 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 she mm -hmm. was hired by her leaders to find out what his weakness was. And so that they can afflict him, they could, you know, torture him and they, they could imprison him, you know what I mean? And basically make, basically make him a slave. Mm -hmm. And, yo, the crazy thing is that this woman, she, she went to him and said, tell me what your weakness is mm -hmm. so that you may be afflicted. So she told him what, she told him what her goal was. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, she, and he lied three times. He said, man, you lied, man, you don't love me. You don't love me. You, you've been lying to me these three times. And, and she gave him the business. To the point she kept pestering him and pestering him and because he loved her, yep. he finally exposed or revealed to her the strength that God and you know the, the source of his strength. Yep. And because he broke that covenant, you know what I'm saying? She cut she found out, she said, Oh, wait, he's talking the truth. Yo, she cut his hair, began to beat the dude down, gave, you know, she said, Yo, yo he's, he's really weak. She called and, and she called the, her, her, her leaders and they dealt with him. And I, 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 I correlate that with where we are today is that the information is available, the racist history, the racist statements, Margaret Sanger is now brought to you 
And we're kind of like Samson to a degree where we're hearing it, but we're still overlooking it and we're still mm -hmm. using to rest our head on yeah. the bosom yep. of our Delilah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a, um, uh, a satanic code or Satan's code to where, you know, before he leads you down the wrong path, he has to tell you that this yeah. is the wrong path. You know, like Christ on the mountaintop and saying, look, hey, come over here with me and present options to you. Um, he can do it in an enticing and subtle way. But I think uh, his people, you know, um, whether they, they know it or not, but his people today, oddly enough, seem to follow the same code where they're, they're pretty honest about what they're trying to do. They say it, they may say it in a sweet way or kind of play with words and it's a little deceptive, um, but it entraps you it, it 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 lures you in it's it's cunning um so man awesome stuff i want to we've had uh uh philip on the line here for a while and i want to go ahead and introduce him um get uh get him to jump into conversation i'm glad to see him on here um so i don't know i don't know um if you've seen or heard any of this so far if there's anything you want to jump in and comment or if you know so i don't know is there anything you've seen or heard you you want to jump in and, and comment or just say hello no, I'm I'm long for the ride. I'll just uh, I my brother. You know, I <laughs> How you doing? What's up, my guy? Oh, <laughs> uh, all all things good, bro. Really, all things good. Awesome. Good man. Good yeah, to see you, brother. Uh, knowing that you know, you know, this being election night and everything, and and so all things kind of like political realm, political climate in this country. How do you feel with what's going on? Like being what your job is, how do you feel representing the law? You know, is it feeling any different this year? Anything on your mind? Any, any worries or? Um, well, I guess the reason, I guess, um, give background, I guess, the reason I joined the law enforcement is because I did see a, uh, a downturn in the way that law enforcement and i'm a glutton for punishment i guess um i want to be one of the ones that i want to be one of the ones that make a difference you know uh yeah there are bad cops yes there have been bad uh situations um and i think you know in that climate um coming from my background i mean in the marine corps there was no black or white it was everybody was green you know you were either light green or dark green but you were green and um, so that kind of philosophy, you know, really, um, you know, coming from the South, I, I'm not scared of different cultures. Um, there's Asian cultures are huge down there. I mean, obviously, the black and white culture is big. Um, I think the further this is crazy. Um, but in my opinion, the farther south you go, the less um blatant lack of love for the other culture persists I, you know what i'm saying so as you as you go north it seems like the racial divide is more um static like nobody crosses over you know there there's that neighborhood in the north and this is the neighborhood that the white people go to and i i feel like in the south where everybody in the north makes fun of the south um i feel like in the south there's more uh, mingling yes more mingling and and i i think that's a misconception there's a lot of misconceptions 
There's a lot of misconceptions about law enforcement. There's a lot of misconceptions about the black community. There's a lot of misconceptions about the white community. And we have these idiots in the media that love to uh, perpetuate a, an idea for whatever reason, either there's an agenda on their part or there's just blatant ignorance. Um, that does not exist. I've grown up in a place from 1975 on where I feel like the collaboration um, of from everything from, you know, culture to food, which is a part of culture, but um, just um, the willingness to have a black business partner or to have, you know, a person that marries, you know, across racial d divides. Um, that stuff is is way more prevalent and way more acceptable, which it should have been, you know, from a long, long time ago um, than I've ever. I, I don't I don't know what these idiots in the media are seeing and talking about when they talk about um some of the you know the blatant stuff yeah there's 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 the sideways stuff there's idiots out there there's idiots out there on both sides it doesn't matter you're gonna have an idiot be careful you with know, that statement be careful with those <laughs> statements you're gonna get, get flagged. Get flagged. <laughs> i don't know if you know the joke i'm i'm alluding to but okay the there, Trump's I mean, comment about there's good people on both sides, you know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, but there's idiots on both sides, too. <laughs> yeah, God have mercy to point that out. I feel like we came a long, long way. Um, and some of that stuff I didn't even take part of, didn't even see, didn't even know about. Um, and I, I still think we're, we've got a long way to go. And the fact that we need to get over some of the... Um, agenda quotes you know that are happening and i i think it's happening I, I mean you got people like the hodge twins you've got people like larry elder you got people like um uh i mean they're they're numerous colin noir um yep. i mean these guys Brandon are coming Tatum. out of the woodwork and uh, officer tatum officer yep. baker i mean there are police department there's police um of you know, our racial, uh, what, what should I say, ethnic mm -hmm. uh, police officers, um, even from India and all that stuff. I mean, that's the fact that they are painting it the way that they're painting it is so disingenuous of what <laughs> is really going on in America. Right. And um, yeah, I, I we should nip that stupid stuff in the bud when we see it, when we address it. And say, you know, and really do what Martin Luther King said, address everybody by their content of their character, you know, and when we do that, we get people like, you know, uh, Rochelle, right? That, <laughs> that you know, I, I, you know, I know a little bit of your story. You've, you've been pretty open, Rochelle, about it. Uh, is that how you say your name? Chanel. Uh, how's it? <laughs> he said no. Rochelle. Rochelle. Ruchanel. Okay. So I know a little bit, you've been, you know, way, way open. And, um, mm -hmm. I love you, man. I've never met you before in my life, but the <laughs> fact of where you've come from and what you've done and how you're overcoming, I mean, where else, 
where else but in America could you have done that? Mm. Yeah, you started at a yeah you started yeah. at a bad place. Yeah, you started lower than mm -hmm. others, but look where you're at now. You know, and um, that's all because of you. That's all because of your hard work, man. That's what that's you seeing you being different and being better and making a goal and shooting for it. And I know, <clears throat> I know you've stumbled. I know you, 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 you've been open about all those things. You're looking for a good woman. They're hard to find, but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, yeah. Keith took the last one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, it can man. be done. It can be done. <laughs> I, I know it can be done. I, we have the capability here uh, to do the right thing. Um, we are not so entrenched in some, you know, ide ideology, you know. Um, I mean, they're lopping off people's heads in France because yep. of, you mm -hmm. know, because of some guy, somebody got offended. That Those people that are out there that decide to go and loot and, rave and riot tonight, that that's their same mentality they are unfettered wow. they are unfettered in their desire mm. to push their agenda on somebody they are not happy unless they are controlling um the the momentum of of whatever they want uh to accomplish and um uh, i think they're up against a brick in a hard place but um there's a lot more. I mean, as soon as they start heading into neighborhoods, they're going to find out. Yeah. There's there's a That's whole different there's yeah. a whole different world than corporate America downtown, right. where you can just bust <laughs> the window. Right. And and corporate America is going to hold your hand and, and sing your praises while you do it. Sure. Uh, but you come to rural America, and yeah. you're going to get a boot on your backside. Yeah, so yeah. to put it kindly, if, um, if you're lucky. It's right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm being uh, definitely a PG or you know whatever. Yeah. But so, you know, with you, with you leading there, um, or, or, or stopping there, with you um, pointing that out, with, you know, I kind of joked, you know, earlier when we were talking, is you know the media and different people make it out to be, you know, right wing militias that are this great threat, and the the the, the right is going to riot if Trump doesn't get the election tonight, which is utterly fabricated you know mm -hmm. you're in law enforcement i don't know if you've you you know your ears to the ground and you can verify that this is what they're um you know a, a a realistic threat but meanwhile for four months cities have been burning you know aided by the left um the blue line uh, what well, not blue line um is it is it blue line what is it the the democrat funded the biden campaign funded um uh legal aid um and and bail funds for the for oh, the yeah. riders oh, yeah blue something um it's, blue line is like the law enforcement term of uh standing between you know society and um lawlessness it's wow. the thin okay. blue line no so no. It would be it's, something they've got a name for it but it's basically how they how they fund um bailing these these guys out um yeah. that are loot, looting and rioting and um i think you know, Glenn Beck has um, has shared that there's um, information that there's only over 200 leftist groups, you know, waiting in the, you know, uh, across the nation uh, for the results tonight to riot. Um, that's not the right doing that. And like you said, and that's to the Christian, all this there was only to have a, a conversation with Christians about all this going on from a Christian perspective. If if you're a Democrat, we're not going to hold that against you. You know, if you vote a Democrat, you know, well, Philip, you pointed out 
they they're, they're ideologues that will burn everything to the ground, almost like they're not even listening. It doesn't matter if you come out waving the white flag. There's people that have yelled, we're with you, <laughs> we're with you. And they got the bricks thrown at them too, or whatever it was. You know, they don't care. It's groupthink mentality at this point. Um, fueled yeah. by um, vir virtue signaling. Um, uh, Cancel what do you call culture. It? Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey. You know, so... Um, I don't know, Paul, you want to want to double dutch in here and, and um... yeah, yeah. Um, just to uh, I want to kind of backtrack real quick with what Philip said about the South. Like, so I'm from New York City. And uh, so when I moved down here to Houston uh, back in 04, I was totally taken aback by the hospitality and the way that black, Hispanic, white, how they just seem to just flow together. You know, what I mean, it wasn't, you know, you know, and you're, you're, you know, you're from up north, so you know that there's that division between races and things of that nature, but down here, it's not like that. You know what I mean? So, so, and, and when I, I, my first experience, I was like, I was in Walmart and, you know, somebody was walking by and they said, you know, how you doing? And I'm like, like, who are you? You know, <laughs> like, 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 you know, who are you? But, the, you know, but then the Christ in me responded in a way, you know, that was, you know, like, man, how, how you doing? I'm doing fine. And, and I got accustomed to that. And then when I went back to New York, I realized that, you know, I was going to a conference and I went to the corner store to see my man, um, Ahmed, you know, to get some, some toothpaste and, you know, and I was like, hey, what's going on, what's going on Ahmed, blah, 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 blah. Picked up my toothpaste and I said, you know, he said that, you know, this was going to price. I said, okay, sir. And he mocked me because I said, sir. You know, I was like, <laughs> Paul, he's my sir. And he ridiculed me. I was like, now I got to change my mindset real quick because of where yeah. I'm at. So I've, I've noticed the, the 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 racial divisiveness that that we hear in media. You don't hear you don't get that in the South. And I'm like I'm I'm, I'm in Texas, you know. But and where are those Where are those guys from? Where are those newscasters set every day? Washington D.C., yeah, uh, New York City, York Los City, Angeles, Philly, yeah, yep. all these yeah these these major hubs, uh, yeah. liberal hubs where mm -hmm. violence and you know the racial you know. And, you know, and it should be, they're all liberal, liberal sense, you know, so these are the places where, you know, you would think that tolerance, inclusion, you know, yeah. acceptance would be embraced, but this is where you get the most vitriol, the most toxicity, the most, you know, yeah. anger, the most, you know, racial, you know, uh, uh, racial, uh, you know, combativeness, so right. to speak. Yeah. You know, so, so I kind of, Going off off my train of you know where you were, where you wanted me to lead or you want where you wanted me to be at but um but yeah I mean I forgot I kind of lost my train of thought Keith I, yeah you got to no you're good but, um man I don't, I don't know I mean it was all good um yeah. so if you if you left it it was a good direction but um you know you you were talk you wanted to jump back and talk about you know kind of what he was saying about the South, you know, the misconceptions yeah. or, you know, yeah. of, of what it's like in the South and your, your personal experience, your, excuse me, your lived experience. You know? Right. Right. It's, 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 it's amazing. Um, to the point where I can never see myself coming back and, you know, Texas is very is conservative, you yeah. know what I mean? So, so the, yeah. the, the ideology, the, the idea that conservatives are, you know, the racist, you know, white supremacists, the neo-Nazis, right. you know, uh, uh, it's a joke the degenerates yeah. of, of American society, so to speak. Like they're so hateful, yeah. you get here and none of that, none of that, you know? And so you, and, and even when you go into certain areas, you know, whether it be Southwest Houston or, you know, up in the North side, you don't, you don't get that 
you know, racist or, you know, I'm, you know, I'm pulling you over because of the color of your racial profiling. I've never experienced that. Every time I got pulled over is because I was doing 85 and a 70 I mean, <laughs> or, or 85 and a 65. You know, it was something I did wrong in, in speeding, but like the racist history or the racist, you know, uh, tension that we hear so much about is not happening. And let's be honest, like that is not everybody's reality. No. So what we see in the media about how much there's so much racial divisiveness and, you know, and, 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 and whites hate blacks, you know, whites hate blacks and whites are thinking about blacks and, and looking for ways to oppress them. That's not our reality. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not. So when I hear people that are working in Fortune 500 companies, people that are, you know, that are lawyers or that are accountants that are, you know, uh, uh, stockbrokers or, or, or electricians or whatever their, their, their field may be. When I hear them speaking like that, I'm like, but is that. Is that your reality? Like I was talking to a friend of mine in, in Seattle. I'm going to keep it 100. I was, uh, a friend of mine, he was the best man at my wedding, actually. Um, you know, he was doing the whole, you know, Black Lives Matter and, you know, and, and, and talking about how he has to, you know, uh, teach his three boys about, you know, when they get pulled over by the police and, you know, yeah. and, and indoctrinating them about that fear. Like you might get shot. And and I said to him, because he's from Syracuse, he's from the hood of mm. The, the dude is so, he was so dirt poor that he was under the dirt that's how that's how that's how poor he was. <laughs> that's how broke you know and and i had the opportunity you know and then he went to you know to an ivy league school all american and you know and swimming black guy you know and 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 uh why, and, you, say and, why you say that not too many not too many black not too many right. not too many black divers not too right. many high dive, you know black all you know divers so uh and he's Let's probably watching right now but jesus lord but uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all good. Keeping a hundred, you know. But I asked him because we, as we were talking, um, I said, I said, I hear what you're saying, bro. But is that your reality? Do you get up in the morning fearful of of what the white man may do to you? Right. Says, no. I said, in your life, in your lifetime, from the time that you were living up in Syracuse to high school to college, you know, to moving down to the city to then moving to Portland and finally moving to Seattle. Has that been your experience? When you get pulled over, do you fear for your life? He said, honestly, I don't. So I said to him, I said, so why would you, knowing that you live in a upper, upper, upper middle-class area where the majority of the people that your kids go to school to are probably white or Asian. Let's, you know, so, and, and, and your community is mainly white or Asian. I said, so why would you teach your children, your boys, something that you have not experienced? Why would you? Why would you? Why would you train them? If I was to train up a child in the way he should go, when he gets old, he would not depart from it. Why would you train up your child to believe that cops, you know, innately want to harm you? Right. It's like you train them to have a chip on their shoulder. Exactly, and it's and not only that, but you're raising them that when they get pulled over, when the cops pull over, they're going to be anxious. And you know, whenever anxiety sets in or fear sets in, you start making illogical. Choice. Mm-hmm. You start doing things yeah. that are irrational, and you yep. get the other person now looking at you kind of sideways. Like, okay, what's going on? And it causes a whole a series of possible series of events that could be just, you know, may not happen if we just train them to respect authority, and to and to just do right, you know. And, he, and so he said to me, he said, "Man, you got a good point there." I said, "Yeah, I'm glad you realized that. But what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Are you going to continue to talk the narrative, the talking point?" Or are you going to change what you've been doing? Right. Because the thing is that now your kids are teenagers and one is an adult. One's 19. You know, so I don't know how long you may have been teaching them that. But 
you know, you're just setting them up for conflict that may not be that, you know, that may not have been a reality if you would have just trained them to this. I, listen, my father, I'm, I'm the son of an immigrant. My mom's from the South, from North Carolina, grew up in the Jim Crow South. My father's from the Caribbean, migrated here, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in the late 60s, you know, for a life, you know what I mean? And now I was raised in New York. So I got, I got all three. I got that whole melting pot, you know, experience <laughs> where South, up North, and immigration. You know, so so all of these issues matter to me. You know, so yeah. when my father tells me, I asked my mom, I said, Mom, what was it like growing up in the South? Did you did you have to deal with, you know, what I mean, white folks chasing you? Did you have to deal with, you know, you know, drinking from this water fountain? And she said to me, she said, to be honest, we I didn't really go through that. You know what I'm saying? Like I mm-hmm. the, the what you what the way they are speaking, the way they're talking about it, like it was just so hostile and in, in, at that time, that wasn't my experience. <laughs> and my father said to me, he said, I, I came here for a better life. You know what I mean? And, and, and I realized that coming here in this country, um, I didn't want to be weeding cane in St. Kitts, you know what I'm saying, for the rest of my life. And I wanted to do something new and, and hopefully have a family and build a family in America. You know, so, so when I hear the, 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 you know, the vitriol about how racist America is and, you know, and, and, and how bad it is for people of color and all of that stuff, we, yo, I don't know if you saw, but I'll, I'll probably send you a link, Keith, Yo, in Nigeria right now, you have bad people marching mm-hmm. and celebrating Trump. <laughs> I, 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 look, I, the the other the third brother that, that was supposed to be joining us, and I haven't heard back from him. And normally, if that's the case, it's for a good reason. But um, he's a, a dear brother of ours. Um, he's Pakistani. He's he's a, a citizen of America now. Mm-hmm. Um, and just amazing, amazing guy. I mean, I can't, I always want to go on on about him. He's my brother, man. But, but so with, I, I visited the Philippines also two years ago and between him, those brothers and sisters from Pakistan, the brothers and the people I know in the Philippines, almost all foreigners I know love Trump. Oh yeah. Love Trump. Like, you know, his name's Emmanuel, um, you know, the brother from Pakistan, and um, he had he had shared him and his wife voting Trump. I think his brother-in-law voting Trump, you know. And I said, hey, if you want to join the conversation, we'd love to have you and see, you know, uh, why you did so, what your views are, you know, being a Christian, you know, why you went that way. But yeah, I mean, they they so mentioned Nigeria. Um, yeah, love Trump. Yeah, you know? and it's, not not it's, all of them, but you no, know. not all of them. But right. it's amazing that you 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 see what's going on in another country mm-hmm. about the president of your own country. People that don't have the right. it, don't have right. the privilege to even get here right are actually celebrating and honoring you know uh, a, a man who has let's be real trump's not perfect but we look at his policies man yeah when we look at what he's about what you know he's america first don't matter the color of your skin he's like trying to make america great and, and, and xenophobic isn't it and I, how, well, uh, <laughs> Jesus Lord, I'm, I think I'm, <laughs> I don't want to play Satan. I don't want to be the agitator and the accuser and all. But I'm, you know, um, yeah. I poke fun because that's the claims. That's how it's that's all the claim. interpreted. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he puts, you know, the nation that he's leading and its yeah. citizens and families yeah. and economy first. That is somehow a bad thing, you know. And who does? And what of a nation doesn't do that? Right. When did when did it become? abnormal for the leader of a nation not to make sure their nation gets the best of everything, whether it's yeah. trade deals, whether it's for their citizens, whether it's, you know, 
you know, st standard living. When did that become in a, you know, something abnormal mm -hmm. in the political arena? You know, uh, I, go ahead. No, I mean, that is just, so it's just, that's just crazy to me. That's just, it's crazy to me. I had a, I had a, uh, I was dealing with a conference call and I'm gonna let my man Philip um, follow up real quick. You know, where they're from Africa and he's in South Africa right now. And he said that if he could come to the States right now and leave South Africa, he would have left five minutes ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He said, and as South Africa is, he said he's, he loves the country. He's doing well there, you know, by the grace of God. But he said, America is just a different place. It's, mm -hmm. it's unique. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's peculiar, so to speak, where mm -hmm. everybody can come and have an opportunity of life. And, black, and, and for black folks, this is the, the most, this is the best place or the freest place that we can live. You, you go to certain parts in, in, uh, uh, in Africa, man, they still got slaves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like in yeah. the UK, they still got racism. I mean, you, certain places, there's still blatant racism in certain, in certain countries. No. You know? So, so I'm sorry about that. You know, so, 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 so we live in a country where all of the, the ability to, to thrive yeah, and to succeed yeah. is right at our fingertips, you know, and we've, we've come from 1775 from being slaves. Yeah. Abolition of slavery to black code laws, to Jim Crow laws. To, to Civil Rights Act, to Voting Rights, all in 240 something years mm -hmm. to be the most, free, the, 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 I guess that's, that's a word, the most freest black people on the face of the planet. You know, it's just, I find that, I find the idea that America is just so horrible to be either ironic or just stupefying to me. You know, like, so, like you said, your friend saying, uh, raising his son, like, and I hear it all the time. You know, I got to raise my son to know as a black man growing up in America, you know, what you're going to ask, like you had to kind of get to you, to your friend. Yeah. But then you talking about the actual reality of being like probably the most blessed black people that they're on the planet right now in this nation. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Phil, you were, we, we had you lined up next for, to jump in there. Oh, I was just going to piggyback off of what um, uh, Paul was saying about the other countries, uh, I, I think Trump has restored <clears throat> a, a new sense of respect for, uh, for America within other countries. I mean, they were, they were handing that to us. They were handing it to us. All of the tariffs, all of the special, you know, uh, well, I mean, us paying for a large portion of Europe's uh, military mm -hmm. per se. Um, hey, it's your country. Why don't you pay for it? You know, and um, I, even with uh, Kim Jong Un and uh, China, I, they know they know that if they cross this dude, they're gonna they're they're gonna to pay a price of some sort. Um, and all that you know, I I believe that Trump has kind of restored the civility of the trade uh, with with from border to border. Um, that we're not taking it, you know, in the teeth every day uh, with what we're paying in taxes as for and what we're taking up as um, as, you know, fees for us being a, a favored nation or whatever. Um, but just pay your fair share. And I, I think he's restored that respect. Um, I'm happy about that. Yeah. Another thing I was going to talk about was. Uh, oh, as a white man, as a police officer. Uh, recently, uh, our, our deputy, 
I have also given my girls, I, I received the talk from my dad when I was a child about how I should handle myself at a traffic stop. I have also told my girls as a police officer, as a white man, how to handle themselves at a traffic stop. I don't think that's, I, don't, I think that's good parenting, you know? Um, and now the way that we do it is, may differ from, from family to family. And I, I understand the stigmatism um, that has happened. Um, but once you start delving into, I, I believe that if you delve into um, the situations involving law officers dealing with a situation on the street, you're going to find um, that more, I mean, 90% of the time, 95% of the time, that law officer has a right to stop that person. You know, did he pick them out, um, uh, you know, haphazardly? Possibly, possibly. But did they have something going on? Did they have a light? Did they have a taillight out? Fix your taillights. Right, right. You know, fix your headlights. Make sure you're not driving around, um, tearing up, you know, tearing up town, you know, uh, just drive civilly drive, you know, and I, it's not taking away your rights to drive down the center of the road. You know, it's not taking away your rights. Um, when, um, when somebody pulls your car over because it's smoking, you know, that's, uh, that's part of the law, you know, and they're doing their job, um, now the situation comes, you know, I read a meme today and memes are memes, oh. you know, they are what they are, but um, I read a meme today, you know, a lot of people are gearing up for, to go back to work tomorrow. A lot of people are wondering what the election is, you know, going to hold. And then a lot of police officers tonight are wondering which one of their comrades are going to fall, you know, um, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a right a real yeah. situation yeah. that the law enforcement community deals with on a day-to-day -day basis there are there are law enforcement officers that die in the line of duty doing what they're told to do upholding the law trying to uphold the law do those things and are innocently gunned down yeah. um in those situations and and nobody raises a fuss because this is what we're supposed to do this is what we hired on to do that's we didn't hire on to get killed you know, we didn't get hired on to get shot at. And I didn't hire on to, to shoot at anybody. Mm -hmm. I have a I have a tool on the side of my belt that enables me to um, react, react to a situation that is unfolding in front mm -hmm. of me. I don't go in with my gun pulled because I have my gun because I have a gun on my side. I don't go in with my taser pulled because I have a taser on my side. I don't go in with my ass extended and beating people down. That's not what I do. That's, that, that is a tool for me to use in the case of breaking a window, stopping somebody from hurting themselves. And the first thing you do as a law enforcement officer is you do not pull something that is lesser of an effect on a situation that is going to um, allow you to be vulnerable at the end of the day. Somebody brings somebody brings a knife to the situation. That guy can be 20. It's been proven over and over and over again. Yeah. 21 feet. If that if that person within 21 feet, they are one second away from stabbing you. Yeah, that all that's all it takes. Gosh, I've watched the one footage. second. 
21 yeah. feet and i'm not bringing a taser to a knife fight nope because yeah. a taser is not is not reliable a yeah. taser is reliable on a person that is going to hurt themselves <laughs> a taser is reliable um on a situation when the person may be not facing you and is going to hurt somebody else and that you have an availability that you do not want to shoot the person that they're confronting um but you seek to stop them stop the person that's the assailant that's when a taser is deployed mm -hmm. otherwise if it's knife or a gun i'm pulling a pistol and i'm going to defend myself and that's what it's for it's it's a tool to be used at the appropriate time and i think i man i, I would say the percentage is higher than 95 percent. i'd say 99 percent of the time um you have a lot of um police officers that justifiably pull their pistol what what do you think everyone wants to know where do you think this the where do you think this is going to go you know how like with like you said it's nuclear that's why you know we're not allowed to talk about it. you're not allowed to say if you support the president or not um or you know you have to support blm or whatever the case may be you can't question any of it um so the results of tonight or the next uh you know, 90 days, you know, whatever the case may be, um, any, you know, predictions or opinions, you know, from your perspective and based on your knowledge, as far as the possible course of the nation, um, dealing with whatever may happen. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's, um, uh, I, I think, and, and I'm going to make an, it's an opinion, because um, uh, the prediction, you know, it would be, Right. like a God forbid type of prediction, right? right. Um, but I, in my opinion, we are getting to a place, uh, a, a point of no return. If the left, and you know, right now, Democrats, I, I, don't, I, I don't even know if that is the right name to call them anymore, because as a Democratic Party left from being what was considered the Democratic Party, and they're just considered liberal, socialist, communist, you know, that far left, there's a lot going on there. A lot going on there. So, yeah. so, so, uh, if they continue to further go down that direction, um, my concern is, and in, 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 like Philip, Philip was a, was a former, I think you were a Marine. You said, right, brother, you were a military man. So, yes, sir. I'm I'm blessed to have people in my life that are also former military, army. You know, the, uh, my this guy, his godson is a former army vet, and you know, he tells me that. If, if it continues to go down this path, the concern is that you have the other side who are going to just basically, that point's gonna break. And the, the backlash or the response is going to be swift, violent, mm -hmm. and just, just ugly. You know, mm -hmm. and that's not what we want as, number one, as, as a society, we don't want that. Anyone that's just at a moderate level of thinking or a moderate position, you don't want that. You know, um, and so uh, and so if we don't try to bring that back in, and I'm hoping that this election, because I'm voting for Trump, I voted for Trump, vote from last week, I'm gonna keep on it. I vote from, you know, my basically straight ticket, either Republican or Libertarian, based on the platform that they stand on. So, um, and my wife voted for the first time last week as well. So, uh, and I know she voted Republican as well. Salute to my wife. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, uh, but if, I'm hoping that the that if and when Trump does win, it will cause the left to just have a serious wake up call 
to kind yeah. of next four years or two years of you know when they're you know so that they can be able to have open dialogue um with you know those that are in their constituency and also those who do not maybe not agree with them politically but just have objective and open dialogue there was a time when we did that 15 years ago we did that 20 years ago we, we did that um so i'm hoping we kind of got back to that point if not um you know uh it's just going to be a very um, hard time for this country from a from a moral standpoint from a uh, uh you know from a from a moral standpoint from a i guess a cultural standpoint from a racial standpoint um i don't think that the the issue is more about you know a race war i think it's a cultural war i think it's an ideological ideological war um there are many that are on you know i guess the right you know conservative republican side that are black white hispanic you know asian that are just tired of the nonsense, you know? So, um, so, so my opinion is that if, if they don't reel it back in, you know, and I'm hoping for a resounding defeat. I mean, I'm hoping for a devastating defeat mm-hmm. where they have to just say, stop, pause. Right. You know, right. I mean, everything they've done so far has been so off the wall. I mean, let's, 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 let's be honest. For the Democratic Party to provide us with the two worst possible candidates represent them for president and vice president and let you know that they do not care what you think. Mm-hmm. They don't care about your opinion. They don't care about their, about the country. They don't care about their own citizens. They don't even care about their own party. It is about whatever their agenda, their agenda is, you know, so Biden as a senior citizen, um, someone whose history uh, and for those who live in Delaware, you know his, you know, <laughs> you know his history. So for someone that's had 40, 47 years, almost five decades worth of political history, mm-hmm. um, and you and you look at it from, you know, the you know, uh, desegregation of buses to eighty six crack bill to the eighty eight crime bill to the ninety four crime bill uh, to to uh, uh, there was another bill where he wanted um what was that bill uh. uh I mean, everything that make us violently opposed, and I say violently, I mean, from a, from a political standpoint, uh, reject him um, from his racist statements, you know, um, they put up there, you know, and then they took the same, uh, someone who had 2% political support, you know, who got crushed by Tulsa Gabbard last right, year, right, and right. they made her the right. VP nominee. And right. so, you know, so the, the, to, to put them up there and expect the people to just overwhelmingly support them just because they're Democrats is just an insult insult to our intelligence. You know, so mm-hmm. so I look at that and I look at, remember, uh, and everybody could probably relate, five, six years ago, there was a Netflix documentary called 13th. And it mm-hmm. talked about the school to prison <laughs> pipeline, right. mass incarceration, and, and this is systemic racism, institutional racism. And, and this, was the, this was the outcry Right. For for the for since that that documentary came out up until 2019, you know we were talking about it, mm-hmm. and then so we get to the point where now Mr. Joe Biden becomes the nominee, and I'm hearing people saying, well, if they didn't want to do the time, they shouldn't commit the crime. I get that, but that wasn't the reason why we were talking about systemic racism. Right. You know, so 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 I just I just find that convenient. You know, it's very convenient. So mm-hmm. it, it comes down to you know, them doing an internal, you know, uh, internal objective, 
you know, uh, come to Jesus meeting and they, you know, and their intervention and say, okay, we've been, we've been choosing the wrong candidates. We've allowed our cities and our states to burn to the ground with these riots and protests. We've been, we've been um, jumping on every, uh, uh, every uh, police shooting um, when that involves a black man and a white officer. You know, we, we've, you know, to our detriment, mm-hmm. um, we, we've been supporting the most extreme methods of, you know, comes to abortion or illegal immigration, you know, policies that are just turning people off. Um, we must now find a way to, to, to really, if they don't do that, I don't see them being, I don't see a democratic, I don't see there being a democratic party in right, the future. Right. I see something else maybe taking, that, taking place in the democratic party, hopefully libertarian, hopefully, you know, the independent party. But I see something else replacing that party because they're going to, in my opinion, they're going to just um, waste away. And, um, and, and I hope as believers uh, that those who are in Christ and those who are um, supporting the left, that they themselves also get a little more educated mm-hmm. and, be, and be sensitive to the information that is available to them. That's, you know, that's not, that's not hidden. This is, it's all, through, you know, it's, it's there. It's YouTube videos. It's, I mean, it's documentaries, you know, so not documentaries, but it's YouTube videos. It's, it's uh, 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 you know, and, you know, independent journalists that are providing information, right. just really seeking and getting information about what is going on with this party, what is really, what's really going on in our society. And as believers, going back to a biblical standard, or as close to a biblical standard as possible in our voting practices. And I think if we do that, um, uh, we'll be better off. At the end of the day, Jesus Christ will be glorified and uh, he'll work it out for our good anyway. You know, Brother, brother. Brother, uh, brother, yeah. <laughs> you are an optimistic man. You are a man of faith. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said opinion. I said I didn't want to get prediction. I said opinion, right? Because and I, I'm not, I see know. where it's going, Keith. I, you know, I see. I, I mean, it's like the handwriting's on the wall. Yeah, and that's that's why I say I know I know you see it, and and you know anyone that's um that's not been heavily indoctrinated for generations that you know. You know, being liberal, you know, being the Democrat is the more is the moral high ground automatically and the party of the people and not the party of the rich. And anyone that's been a doctrine, it's really hard for them to wake up. And because they see what the far left is doing, like you say, they stay they see the things that they're saying. They see the things that they're doing. They see, like you said, they they find um, the worst candidates for unarmed, you know, black victims, the worst candidates, you know, charging police, stabbing them, you know. And and that's 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 the guy that you're you know protesting about. Mm-hmm. I I hear from uh, Democrat voters oh. saying, yeah, there's not there, they shouldn't have done that, you know, they, they, you know. So, but they see it, but it's really hard to pull away from it. If if I, you know, I don't want to insult people saying indoctrinated, but I think that's what it is. Is that that's what it used to be, and that's what I think it is. Mm-hmm. So the only reason I say you're you're a little bit optimistic um, for the church as well, as far as going back to yeah. a biblical standard. Um, yeah. But no, no shade, church. I love you guys. Uh, <laughs> so, no shade, no shade. Just you know, kind of not being a realist, but um, but I think the, I think the party's gone, and I think that's why they're pulling out all the stops. And I, I'm going to link. Um, you know, I got I got to credit T. T you know, T's already. Ruchanel, T-Sock, I always, always joke man by many names, but um, he's always, you know, put me on the stuff and I'm, 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 you know, way behind him, you know, 
he'll, he'll see this, this great article or this great report. And when I finally get around to it, I'm like, man, did you see that? That was crazy. He's like, yeah, I, I told you, you know, <laughs> uh, but it was uh, Glenn Beck's um, Biden's first hundred days. Mm. Oh. And, and it, it deals with their agenda, you know, pre 2020, you know, this yeah. was, this was during the, the Obama administration. Um, but it shows like what their plan actually is to do is to fundamentally change the United States government period. Yeah. You know, in their favor, so they never lose another election. So, so the Supreme Court is liberal, is progressive, um, not in a good sense. Um, and and so I think the the controlling members of the party, they don't care about Tulsi Gabbard. She ate her alive. She ate Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris um, alive and she's a far better candidate but they don't care what our democrat christian brothers and sisters or relatives may may find a good candidate to be they want who's going to serve their interest yeah yeah uh, which like i said i you know may happen on the right as well um you know but nonetheless um but that's definitely where the party's going deep deep state it does exist it's been uncovered it's been reported yeah. um and i like like i said I, i'll link a bunch of things if you want to check out um Biden in uh, Ukraine, Biden in China, you know, Russia, um, man, all of this stuff, the, the, the deep state connections, it's all been exposed and it's all documented, well-documented. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see them. They're, they're, I don't, I don't see them doing what you say they ought to do to prevent things from going that route. I think they're pushing it that route. And like you said, they're pushing it, hoping that the right fights back. Because they're trying to convince everyone the right is this terrible militia group that's going to start a civil war. That's why they keep poking you in the chest and poking you in the chest and poking you in the chest saying, do something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, meanwhile, they throw a Molotov cocktail in your grandmother's house and no one says anything. They run up on, you know, in your house and, and they're acting like, it, you know, burning behind me, but it's mostly peaceful. You yeah. know, yeah. It's, it's, it's absurd. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I know I've definitely beat my gums, but... Um, um, Philip, anything as far as where you see um, where you see things going from here? Um, thoughts, concerns, in response to me or you know or Paul? Oh, I, I uh, well, first of all, I want to appreciate and thank you for allowing me, you know, on your podcast tonight. It's it's a great honor of mine. Um, and T, thanks for sending me out the the invite. I appreciate it, buddy. Um, hey, brother. <clears throat> I am. Uh, I hope I haven't offended anybody with, you know, my perspective or anything of that sort. I'm still open to, you know, being, I'm 45, but I, I'm, I know I'm not the smartest cookie in the, in the cookie jar. So um, I, you know, if I've offended anybody by, you know, anything I've said or quoted or anything of that sort, um, I apologize, but um, bring me, bring me some information and I'm, I'm willing to read it. I'm willing, I'm willing to research. I, I, you know, I, I know that I have growth, you know, as long as I live, I still have growth and perspective that, you know, that I haven't encountered, but, um, going forward, you know, with this election, I, I guess I hope that, that the media wakes up, um, and stops spouting a bunch of lies and a bunch of side, uh, occurrences that don't happen all the time and try to make them mainstream like they do happen all the time i mean if anything is inciting 
anything around uh, the U.S. It's it's the media, um, and I you know hopefully hopefully it's a landslide for Trump. Uh, I I can't see it in my heart of hearts. I can't see it happening any other way. If it was if everything was truthful, you know, and I I'm hoping that things um, show to be truthful. Uh, I mean the the amount of people of every age, color, creed that Trump had shown up at his rallies compared to the amount of people that Biden had shown up um, honking horns in a stupid parking lot, six, six, eight, ten cars. I mean, give me a break. There is no excitement around Biden. There is no he has nothing new. He regurgitates um, old lies, old uh, things that have been found out to be untruthful. He brings them up like they're truth again. Um, that's, you know, every every indication of uh, his platform is is uh, weak, weak. If you dive into anything that he talks about and deals with, it's a weak stance. It's a pandering to a side uh, contingent of, of people that have not found themselves capable of living in society with other people. They are cloistered. They are, they live in a box of their own making and don't wish for anybody to bust them out of it. And um, I, I just hope, you know, we, uh, as conservatives, I, I don't label myself as a Republican, I'm probably libertarian conservative of the most part. And, um, because I know Republicans have rhinos too. And, uh, mm -hmm. and so I would hope that we as conservatives, uh, we as faith-based people um, give those that are, you know, maybe voted for the other side, the benefit of the doubt, allow them to breathe, you know, in their, uh, in their loss allow them to have dignity um outside of you know in in the fact that they you know voted for the person that lost or whatever the case may be mm -hmm. um that we are able to come back together as a community of americans believing you know the same uh, the same things that have been in the past uh for our children and for uh, i i guess have happened to us uh for our children going forward because if it goes the other way, we're in a heap of trouble. If the anarchists and Antifa and the uh, BLM folks that are that are militant, that are beating up people in the street, if that is the rule of the day going forward, there is going to be a backlash. There is going to be, and I guarantee you, the silent majority that they never hear about, that they never thought existed, is going to stand up in full force and there will be a bad day. Yeah. You, yeah, guys, there think, will you be. guys think we're heading towards civil war of some sort? If that's, if that's. If, if that is left unfettered, yeah. if that is left unfettered and if the law enforcement allows themselves to be um, cut off at the knees and not being in our county, our the county attorneys and the um, attorney generals of the states and the attorney generals of the federal government are, are behind this 
are scared of, you know, political repercussions. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, if, if it's a Trump win, those people should be emboldened to follow the rule of law, to impress the rule of law upon people. Um, again, that are defiant, you know what I mean? I'm not talking about, let's go out and just arrest everybody that blinks an eye at law enforcement. That's not the way that is not the way that's not even close to the way. Mm -hmm. If you do something wrong, you need to come before the judge, you know, I mean, right. that's just the way it happens and that's the way it needs to be in order to maintain it's, it's about law, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. As long as I, for myself, right? If I, if I judge myself with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, as long as I don't hinder your life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, that is a good environment. That's the environment that I would want to raise my and bring my kids forth in and continue to be proud of as a country and stand behind, uh, you know, um, going forward. But if it's, if we get to the point where it's somebody else's life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness as they perceive it on any given day um, over mine, then that's that's a bad, that's not mm -hmm. going to last. Yeah. That, that'll tear apart, that'll rip this country in two and three and four parts probably. So um, we need to realize the um, the privilege we've all had in this world compared to other countries, compared to other cultures, compared to other regions and nationalities. We need to realize every, the, the American privilege and be proud of it, not to the fact of, you know, holding it over somebody's heads, but cherishing it and um, making sure that that kind of, that movement is perfected as we move forward. You know, there's always room for, for improvement. There's always room for uh, room for uh, somebody to make a better way for themselves and for their communities. Um, I we but we've got to start in our homes. We can't we can't expect we can't expect the federal government to legislate how we act in our homes. We have to act right in our homes, and if we act right in our homes, um, we're going to create good citizens. For our communities and when we have good citizens for our communities we're going to create great states and we have great states we'll have a great country um, and only it's it starts at the home i'm telling you um and only if we you know look at ourselves um truthfully open our hearts every day to the word and to a, a guidance that is greater than ourselves is the only time that we're going to be able and capable of, of uh, creating a good home environment for our children. I think that's where it's, you know, I think that's been my theme, my underlying theme all night long is mm -hmm. just <laughs> protect the kids, protect the kids. And, and that's, that's, you know, the, the, I like I said, we're in, when you were, when you were talking about parenting and the family and you're like, oh, sorry, I kind of went off there. And I was like, no, it, it definitely has to do with the conversation. Ah! You have dueling um, I, uh, ideologies. That was yeah. funny. <laughs> um, um, but but the left, whether they know it or not, is or at least the the controlling part uh, uh, ideas. You know, um, the the controlling members that that push the ideas, um, not necessarily the voter, but by default, you're voting to deconstruct the family. 
You know, mm -hmm. things that the left has been doing for decades has been removing fathers from the homes and not to, you know, go down that whole, you know, path, but has been anti-family, anti-nuclear um, family unit, like yes. CLM is openly, well, I think they took it off their website, but if you don't believe it, I have a screenshot of what it was on their website, yeah. <laughs> um, to, to deconstruct the westernized nuclear family, the mother and the father raising a child. Mm -hmm. um, and you're saying... From the libertarian, you know, right Christian perspective, you're saying it starts with family. If we if we have a good family unit, we raise good children. They make a good community. The good community yeah. makes a good town, a good city, good state, a good nation. You know, yeah. um, man, and it's that's 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 the idea. That's that's the that's the two um, biggest things outside of all the other things that it could be clouded with. That's overarching, like what is really you know, going to affect us. And I want you guys to know, I don't know if you, know, you guys can take a look at the comments when you get a chance, but um, uh, you've been asked to come back, uh, the both of you. Um, they, they want us to do this again. Um, they And I'm telling you, I don't straight into you, I, I definitely appreciated both Paul and Philip. Both your contributions were um, uh, unbelievable. You know, I loved it. Thank loved you, it. I, like I said, I'm sitting back, let's just like, mm, like, like I'm audio, <laughs> just like listening. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. I really appreciate your your time. I'm, I'm as honored as you guys are to have you as you are to be here. So thank you. Bruce. Um, and the love is, is reciprocated. Um, so definitely want to thank you guys. Um, and we will definitely set this up again. Definitely right. set this up again. I'm not right. going to worry our, uh, our audience or your families any longer. Um, so we'll go ahead and, um, you know, say goodnight, you know, for the evening, um, unless there's any, you know, final, final thought or final goodbye from anyone. I don't want to, you know. Appreciate them being on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Keith, thank you brother for, uh, for inviting me. It was an honor to, to be a part of this, uh, awesome podcast. Uh, Philip, it was a pleasure meeting you brother. I mean, so many insightful words, uh, my man, T-Sock, salute. You know what I mean? <laughs> my brother. Good to see you again. Good, well, good to yeah, see you face man. to face. And Sheree, God bless you, sis. Uh, but it, this was this was an awesome time. I really appreciate it. Uh, I just wanted to piggyback on what Philip said and what you said, Keith, and then now I'll, I'll let it go. It was, I think there was a libertarian that said this. He said that um, family is the bedrock of every society, mm -hmm. every civilization. And whenever the family unit is dismantled or deconstructed, um, society falls apart, yeah. you know. So, 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 what what they're doing, the Democrat Party is doing, or the left, 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 left of the Democratic Party is doing, <laughs> is 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 literally trying to keep the family unit at a you know wasted, like family structure being a wasteland, you know, mm -hmm. and and replacing that with something that is a substitute or alter alternate. You know, and I think we, you know, you know, it's taking a man, replacing with a trans man, you know, taking a woman, replacing with a trans woman, you know, right, and, right. And taking kids and, 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 and allowing the child to identify with whatever, you know, gender they feel um, is acceptable for, at, for the moment. And, and once we allow that, I guess, that philosophy to continue to um, take root and to spring forth in our society, I mean, we're in a whole world, world of trouble. And the only thing that can, that can combat that is going to be aggression and, um, you know, and, and a severe pushback. And uh, hopefully that won't be the case. But where we are right now, I don't, I don't, I don't see it changing. But 
again, we'll see what happens after the election. And um, but once again, thank you, bros. I, I appreciate it. Um, much love to all of you. Uh, to the glory of God. Let the church say amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, well, look, um, we'll definitely we'll definitely be in touch to set this up again. Um, set up a, a different topic of conversation uh, soon. Soon. Won't let yeah. it be too long. Um, <laughs> yeah. I knew. No disrespect, you know, Philip, but I knew, look, when I got the okay from, you know, Paul, him saying I'm in, I'm like, all right, if we just got Paul, we'll be all right. You know, we'll be all right. We'll, we'll have something to do here, you know, um, but I had no idea, you know, um, you know, what Philip would bring to the table and how that would affect things. That's, that's awesome. But, um, so, all right. Um, um, I'll, I'll just say, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and drop um, after this is all you know, publishing everything. I'm going to put some things in the description that I think is helpful, help, helpful to the listener. We didn't get to touch on, but maybe we'll come back and um, follow up. We definitely, with the way the course is going, I don't know if a lot of people are hearing about this, but you can look at the World Economic Forum and the, the plan of global reset of what they're oh, trying to do yeah. COVID-19 and to push not just debt re resetting um, and like, capitalist system reset right but it's it's intertwined with intersectionality you know doctrine and philosophy um which is a lot of the leftist you know uh, my my frame or whatever but um but definitely look that up in the in the federal reserve having interest and i think um doesn't matter I'll, I'll find some things to link but federal reserve having interest and in actually you know they really really didn't like the fact that you know once the stimulus stimulus went out that we end up saving and paying down debt rather than spending money so, <laughs> yeah, i mean that was the whole point was to get a spending and yeah. you know god we, we were responsible you know especially millennials millennials were putting in the stock market and, 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 yeah. and investing and that's not what they wanted but um instead of uh being a consumer but they're they're the federal reserve is really pushing um for a for them to provide a digital currency so for us to have basically a, a bank account directly with the fed which is a private bank it's not part of the government in case the listener doesn't know um they're gonna push supposedly for ubi and i don't want to get into quantitative easing and all the things that has to do with the economy and what they're what they're doing to manipulate and control it but um, UBI, universal basic income, where mm -hmm. the Fed gives us a stipend, the Fed gives us a certain amount of money in our accounts every month um, to help, you know, solve this problem of future lockdowns, which they, they're pushing for, um, but to ultimately track and control where you spend the money. And then that way we, you know, so it gets in, in kind of a, a Orwellian dark uh, you know, situation, but that's where we are anyway with censorship yeah. and, and the likes. Yeah. Um, uh, we definitely will link some things and are going to talk about the Abraham Accords coming up, the peace deals, which are in one regard, you know, wonderful and should be praised that, that the Trump administration really doesn't get the credit for. But I don't know about other Christians, but from a biblical perspective, I'm like, hmm, peace yeah. deals with the peace Middle deal. East. Yeah. OK, what? You know, <laughs> so look, that's definitely has our spider senses or, you know, hairs on the yeah. back of our Thanks. neck. Up tingling yeah. and among other things that I don't want to mention right now. So that's all things that we'll follow up, you know, this podcast with the next one. So stay tuned for that. Um, and other than that, man, I really, really thank you guys. I think everyone in the comments, it's, it's equally from having the guests to having people in the comments. I love the live platform way better than our pre-recorded uh, format that we were doing 
uh, pre-COVID. Uh, so I think we're going to stick with the live and um, that way we get to, to chat with a whole bunch of other people. That's what this whole podcast was originally for, was so that us, you know, the brothers here who love doing this on the regular could share it with people that weren't necessarily, you know, in this building or in our homes, and then eventually branch out and connect with brothers that, like you guys that aren't where we are, but we have the capability to do so now. So it's it's really exciting to see that we're, we we're able to do that, you know. Um, so it's awesome. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> sir. All right. Um, well, anything else? Um, YouTube channel axton42.com. Um, Subscribe. Is our, yeah, subscribe, smash that like button. <laughs> smash that like we button. A couple smashed it, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely appreciate it. You know, right, right. Um, pick up the, yeah, pick it up, pick it up. Right. Um, yeah. And and definitely if you really want to see this, and I, I know it's crazy. Every YouTuber that I watch, I don't know about you guys, they have to say, now if you want to actually be able to see our videos, here's what you need to do. Yeah. YouTube's gonna do everything they can to, you know, and our subscribers are telling me that. Um, so go to axe242.com and actually subscribe on the website you'll be on the mailing list so when a new podcast goes out if you don't hear about it on youtube i can send out a, to the mailing list and you will hear about it from me you know and you'll have access to whether listening or viewing you can do all that on the website so um yeah so to the audience if you if you didn't know that now you know um anyway guys thank you good night uh, pray before you go to bed and we'll see what happens in the morning. <laughs> Most <laughs> damn. <laughs> All right, guys, stay safe. Right, and um, too, once again, I thank you. So, All right. Yep.